Welcome to the Power of Synergy on BBS Radio. I'm your host, Gabrielle Cardona. What is synergy? Well, if you look in a dictionary, you'll get a very technical definition of it's what happens when entities combine to create the exponentially more powerful element than what they are as a separate entity. Yeah, basically in regular, regular daily speech, it's when we come together, we are powerful, more, more powerful. You know what? The sum is greater than the total of its parts. Yeah, when we come together, we affect each other. That's power. Not everybody wants to have that kind of power. Too bad. We have it. As human forces, as entities, we have emotional and we have mental and we have physical influence on each other. I don't care how independent you think you are. The minute someone else comes into your life, they come into your personal space, you are affected by them and you affect them. That means you have a responsibility to use that power in either a positive or a negative way. What is your intention? I always tell my my listeners, I tell my clients, I tell my colleagues, there is no neutral energy. Your energy is either positive or negative. Well, you know what? Indifference, that's negative because it's not positive. If you are not contributing to a solution in a situation, you are propelling a problem. Yeah, you are either going to make something better or you're going to make it worse. When you have left that scenario, when you have left that situation, are the people and the circumstances that include the people better or are they worse? You know. My father told me when I was a very little girl, it kind of scared the life out of me. <laughs> he said, honey, be very careful. When you lie to strangers, you're going to miss out on amazing opportunities. When you lie to friends and family, you die alone. But most importantly, when you lie to yourself, you've got nothing left. No one, not even you left because you start believing your own lies. Nothing you have is real. Nothing has quality. And he walked away. <laughs> wow. Lying to yourself, you start to believe your own lies. Nothing is real. Do you know what's true? Do you have the strength to be honest with yourself? Knowledge is power. You have power unless you're ignorant. You know what? Actually, I've spoken to a lot of men in the last week, and they basically said to me, because I was doing some things with my business, and I was running around town, I was on the bus, I had my microphone, my snowball microphone to record my book. They said, wow, what are you doing? I said, I'm recording my book. Not everybody wants to read anymore, so I'm making my little project here. And they said, what kind of work do you do? I said, I'm a relationship coach. My son calls me a shrink in denial. But, you know, I think I help people win. I help them score. A shrink tells you what's wrong. They try to fix what's wrong. I tell you, there's nothing wrong. You don't need to be fixed. You just need some information. Knowledge is power. That's how we get powerful. When we have synergy, we come together. And they said, wow, you actually know what you're talking about. I said, yeah, I've been doing it for 16 years. And I do it on the radio now on video. And they said, 
wow, you're beautiful. You're amazing. Are you married? I said, yeah, for 28 years. They said, oh, your husband is so lucky. I wish I could find someone like you. I said, no, that's not luck. You know what? He's an amazing man and he earned me. And they said, what, how do I get a woman like you? I said, okay, well, I can't summarize in the 30 seconds before we get to the next bus stop or before we walk to the next train stop. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to tell the men on, the, on the, the listening end of my show today how to get someone like me. Now, I'm going to be going over a lot of information. So Don, my producer, I just want you to know we're going to touch base here. I've, I've been told by several men that they're going to call in and they're going to ask me specific questions because they've had challenges with women. Yeah, and I'm going to be saying a lot of things that's going to make them go, what? What are you talking about? And they're going to ask me questions. Now, if they do, just because I'm, I'm on a train of consciousness, right, stream of consciousness, train of thought, let me go ahead and, and know who's online. And so we can be dialoguing with each other, which we don't usually do during my show, but it's okay today. Okay, Don? <laughs> okay, so now what we're going to be talking about, first of all, my husband wasn't a lucky man. I like acronyms because they help people remember things. Couple letters to make a word to help you memorize. Yeah, okay. When you want to have a good relationship, the four letters I use are S K I P. Skip, right? We all know how that's fun, that's energetic, that's motivational, it's successful because it propels you to do good things. You skip. What my husband had and what he did in the process of wooing me, right? Courting me skill men need to have skill s knowledge men need to have information they need to know that's the k i is interest genuine investment personal emotional and mental investment yeah you have to be interested and p the most important power okay you know what the truth is unfortunately feminism kind of castrated men and it turned women into Witches with a B, okay, because I promised my husband and daughter I'm going to keep my mouth clean now, okay? <laughs> but yeah, feminism kind of turned women into horrible people, and it scared men. Men don't want to be powerful, but the three things that I don't care what a woman says, the three things we want from a man is to protect us and to provide for us, and yeah, to procreate. We do want men to be all of those things for us. Yes, women can do all of the things that a man can do and we don't need a man. And Okay, great. So a woman like that isn't relationship material. No, relationships are not a right. They are a responsibility. So men, let me ask you this. Do you want a woman who doesn't need a man? No, get her out of the way because she's toxic. And I even said to a man this morning, we were walking down the street and I said, do you want to talk? Do you really want to have a conversation about this? And he said, yeah, you're cool. You actually are intelligent and you're entertaining to talk to. I said, okay, would you be willing to go through 99 women to find one woman like me? Because that's a lot of work and women drive you crazy, right? When they're witches. Yeah. And he said, of course, if I could find someone like you. So then you need to have those four things, skill and knowledge and interest and power. You've said and done actually two things that already canceled you. 
I said, do you want to know the things that you've done that you need to not do that you need to do differently? And he said, yeah, tell me. I said, then watch my show. <laughs> see if he's going to watch my show. One of the things was he didn't have his cell phone charged. And I said, do you realize that if we were on the street and I fell over and had a grand mal seizure and you wouldn't have the ability to dial 911, so you wouldn't protect me, not just as a husband, but as a man, as a human being, women want men to be powerful, to protect them. Okay. That's a very important thing. So I'm actually, I'm going to tell my audience the example of my husband, but I'm going to give it to you in the context of a not relationship experience. I've been staying in a shelter for a while now. I've actually been doing this experiment, a social experiment, because I need to see what kind of torture and abuse goes on here firsthand, because I know how to respond to abuse. So an example that I'm going to give periodically through the show, but in the context of men and having true power, stay with me, okay? Now, S, the skill. An example of the skill that my husband had was his own self-control. He waited for me until we were married to sleep with me. How many men, first of all, have that kind of skill that they can manage their own thoughts, they can manage their own feelings, if they have discipline. I knew him for a year and a half before we even started dating. We didn't date for very long because we knew once we got together as a courtship, courting couple, yeah, we have the ability to make the decision we're good for each other and we're good for life together. Yeah, that's skill, okay? That's personal discipline. Not many men have that. Guys, you want someone like me? You need to have that kind of skill, self-control. And then another thing that I love to tell people about, I wanna say it was about six months into our marriage I had to be domestic. I am not domestic, okay? I was raised to be feminism, which is be better than a man, run the country, be a millionaire, be the president and beat every man because every man's out to get you and women are gonna win and women are... I, I kind of grew up on canned food and um, boxed food and a whole lot of fast food. So I was having to learn how to cook. I was having to learn how to clean. I was having to learn how... Well, one day I had to sweep the kitchen. I didn't want to clean the kitchen. I didn't want to do the dishes and I couldn't find a dustpan. We were still moving in after six months. Okay. Um, I was like, oh, the dustpan. And he comes in and he's very, very confident, very suave. And he's like, hey, honey, what's going on? I'm like, I can't find a dustpan. He goes, oh, don't worry about it. And he walks out of the kitchen and I'm like, what, what the hell are you doing? Are you going to leave me here? He goes, no, it's okay. I got it. And he, he went and got the newspaper. Okay. <laughs> I said, if you're getting the newspaper to sit and read this in front of me, I'm going to hurt you. Okay. Because I'm, yeah, I was pregnant at that time. And uh, he said, no, watch, watch. Don't worry. He got the, the tip of the, the newspaper, actually the, the top of the newspaper. He put it under the sink and he got it wet. And I said, what are you doing? I'm going to have to throw away more garbage. And he said, no, 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 watch. And he put the, the top of the newspaper that was wet on the ground. It stuck it to the ground. He went and got the, the broom. He swept it up. It stuck. It didn't move. It didn't move. And, and he crumpled it up and he threw it away. And I'm like, oh my God, that was so sexy. <laughs> I got, 
I got really aroused. I was like, wow, okay, because you know what? That means you're smart. And number two, it means you got the skill to get stuff done. That means, again, in the context of a man, he could protect me if something happened and I actually needed him to step up to the plate to take action. Not only does he have the confidence, but he's got the smarts to do that. Yeah, he's got skill. That's what a woman needs. What kind of skill do you have in a practical way on a daily basis with basic activities in life? Okay, so that kind of begs the next question about knowledge. How much knowledge do you have? Accurate knowledge. Okay, one of the things that my husband did that really got me going in the knowledge department. Actually, before I tell you this, let me just preface it by saying when I was a very little girl, my father and I would watch Jeopardy together and I would read I would read encyclopedias for fun just because I like to know everything about everything about everything for no reason whatsoever, just because I'm an INTP. My papa watched Jeopardy with me and he would, you know, let me say some things. Of course, he knew more answers than me, but he let me answer. And I'm like, okay, this is good. What is what is what is and I keep score and that built my self-confidence okay so yeah um as we were dating one night I had Jeopardy going and he was in the house with my mom because I still lived at home I was only 18 and uh, he said what is like right before I said it he was doing something literally in the room but on the other side of the room and I would get ready to say it I'm like and he would say it before me like right before I was going to say it. And I was so angry. I was like, no man has ever beat me at Jeopardy. Certainly not my stepdad. And my brothers, right? My friends, they were, but okay. Well, he was 10 years older than me. So he was smart. I didn't know how smart he was. And I could not believe how stimulated and how attracted to him I was and how much I wanted to kill him at the same time. But you know what, guys? When a man has knowledge, that means he can provide and protect because he has the skill. Yeah. SK, skill and knowledge that combines, that makes a woman feel safe. We need to feel safe with you. And I thought, wow. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> okay. Another thing that I absolutely love is geography. This is one of the things that just really, even to this day, turns me on about my husband. He has the ability to know where we are and where we're going. Okay, you know, the GPS, I'm sorry, that's kind of waste. It's a waste of technology. It's a waste of space because he can look at what the technology has told him and he can do exponentially better. One of the things I love about doing that with him and being around him when he's being completely brilliant is when we're delivering food together. Yeah, he has a job where he delivers food and sometimes you get more from the tips than you actually get from the company giving you these food assignments. And so I would sit there, I still do sit there in the car and I go, okay, so where is this? And where are we? And how do we get there? When he says, okay, so okay, let's do this. And we'll get there three minutes faster. I'm like, oh, that is so sexy. <laughs> because not only do we get there better and faster, we get a bigger tip. And so it's not even about the money. It's about the person going, damn, you're really good at your job. Yeah skill and knowledge that's the s and the k when that comes together a woman feels protected men how smart are you how skilled are you in what you're doing in life anything in life yeah when it's at home it's great when it's at work it's even better yeah because you get the money because then you're providing 
that makes a woman feel safe. You gotta provide and you gotta protect. A lot of men just wanna complain about women because women are difficult to be with. Yes, I'll give you that. In fact, let me just say my favorite scripture in the whole Bible is Proverbs 29.1, I believe. It's better to sleep on the roof alone, on the actually on the corner of the roof, alone than with a woman who wants to fight. Yeah, we make men crazy when we're being witches. You need to you need to have a good woman. Well, a good woman like me wants a man who's smart and um, skilled, right? Knowledgeable and skilled in what he's doing. Are you willing to become that kind of man to get a woman like me? I love to be with my husband. And yeah, I say he's my owner. And that's okay. Whenever I tell people my husband is my owner, they say, I would never abuse the woman. I would never say I said, what in the hell makes you think he abuses me? He doesn't. An owner means, because that's actually what the word husband means. It means I am going to obey him. I'm going to respect him and I'm going to obey him. When he says, when he steps in and says, okay, we're going to make a decision. Someone has to have the final say. I'm going to have to have the final say because I trust him because he's smart and because he's skilled, he's knowledgeable and he's skilled. He has the ability to make a good decision. Women love it when a man is powerful. That's the, the last letter, the P and skip. But that's the other thing that SKI is interest. If a man genuinely has interest in a woman, she is going to be fine, absolutely surrendering to him. Now I can only do uh, the two. Okay, I wrote down two things about his interest in me. One of the things that he said to me while we were dating, because we were kind of going through the trial and error of, do we really want to sign up for forever? Because marriage is forever. You just want to move in. You just want to sleep together. You're not relationship material. This is about all your whole life, only this person. Okay. So think about this, guys. Are you really information? Are you, you skill because you want forever with her? Or are you just getting some good? some good stuff for yourself the interest the ski interest one of the things he said to me was all right so let me propose this hypothetical to you he said what would you say what would you do if we had been married 10 years right and i came home to you one day and i said honey i'm i'm gonna be honest with you i did something stupid i slept with a woman i don't even know her i don't love her i love you and we have a marriage and I, I am going to do whatever you want me to do to get your trust back and your forgiveness. I'm sorry. What would you say? And I said, of course I would forgive you. And he said, why? And I said, well, first of all, because you're being honest with me, that means I can trust you. Second, yeah, I believe that a woman could seduce you into turning stupid. Guys turn stupid all the time when they're turned on, right? Um, if we had something good for that long, why in the hell would I be stupid enough to throw it away because you were stupid one time? I'm not going to. And most importantly, you're Mexican. So you're kind of raised with the mentality of you got to sleep around. That's just your culture. And I understand that. And he said, wrong. I said, what do you mean? <laughs> Which part of that was wrong? He goes, the whole thing. No man ever accidentally slips into a woman's vagina. If you are married to a man who is sleeping with another woman, it's because he's already left. He's not with you anymore. 
If a man is in love with a woman, he is fiercely loyal to her. And his sexuality is the demonstration of that loyalty, the ferocity of that interest in you. If he's with another woman sexually, it's because he's not interested in you anymore. And the relationship is over. And I said, what? (laughs) No one ever told me that. Are you serious? Is that true of all men? He said, yeah. And we pull that card out all the time. Uh, Whoops, it was an affair, but I still love you. We still love each other. He said, no, he doesn't love you anymore. Loyalty, that's everything. Infidelity, that's a deal breaker. And I said, okay, let me go ahead and process that for a few days. (laughs) And he goes, and that means you don't get to cheat on me either. And I said, wow. You're very confident that that kind of turned me on too. Okay. So the interest in me is never anybody else. Yeah. S-K-I. Okay. We got to them. Then the other interesting that he did from the beginning, from the very beginning is when I said, I need to take care of myself. I actually need to go for a walk. I need to stretch. I need to take a nap because I need to be in a better quality state. I need to not do the things that need to be done to take care of me his answer was always absolutely I'm interested in you being happy and healthy and successful because I love you more than anything in the world and I'll give you whatever you need that's another reason why he's my owner because he takes excellent care of me think of you owning a car that you love how well do you take care of it yeah really well because you love it yeah, if you're a good man, you will take excellent care of your woman. And the last part, the most important part, really, is power. A man needs to have that power. It comes from confidence. It comes from ability. Okay, let's see. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, here. <laughs> um, my husband, one of the things that I really loved was with his friends. And even with his family members, when he said, no, this is what's going on. This is what I want to do because this is what I actually need. People listened to him and they obeyed him because he wasn't immature and he wasn't um, condescending and he wasn't confrontational. He just said, this is what needs to be done. And this is what I'm going to do. And they said, okay, yeah. And when he did it with his family, even taking care of his father. I disagreed with the fact that, you know what, the things his father was doing were very destructive and they were very deceptive and they were very divisive. He had the ability to exert his power, but not in a destructive way. And one of the biggest things that just made me go, this guy is powerful, was when we were dating and he said, hmm, you know what, we got a lot of people going on our dates with us as chaperones and just as friends and companions. They're trying to break us up. I'm really sorry. I said, yeah, you're really sorry. So what the hell are we going to do about this? And he said, you know what? Whatever you want, anything you want right now, I'll, I'll do it. And I was like, you're so full of it. Just don't talk. Well, you know what? Forget it. Just take me home. And he goes, no, seriously, whatever you want. And I said, really? Okay. And I thought to myself, you know what? I don't even want to date anymore. What the hell are we dating for? You want to marry me? I want to marry you. I said, okay, Vegas. Take me to Las Vegas. Let's screw this whole 
courtship dating thing. And uh, as he had the car pulled over and turned off, he goes, okay. And he turned on the car and I went, what? <laughs> what? And he said, yeah, you're right. Let's go to Vegas. And I said, Wow. <laughs> and he goes, okay, let's go ahead and get the Thomas Guide map. Because back then, this was 28 years ago, back then we actually still had maps. So not only was he, he was ready to go. It was, I think, like 800 or 900 miles away. But he also had the ability to go, okay, so which would be the fastest way to get. It was like the 4th of July weekend. So we actually couldn't make it all the way to Vegas. We had to stop at Reno because that was closer to Seattle, which is where we were. And he goes, Okay, we'll drive there, and it'll it'll only take us about forty hours. And I was like, oh, he's so smart, he's so smart, and he's confident, and he knows what he's doing. And I'm like, wow, you know what? I feel safe with him, and I feel valued by him. And I am so horny, and I'm a virgin, and we're gonna go to straight to a hotel in Sin City. Well, I'm not actually. That's not Vegas. Okay, so. <laughs> yes yes it was beautiful and nobody knew and it didn't matter we didn't need the wedding we needed each other we wanted to be with each other we wanted to be with each other and we were gonna have some good times with each other a horny virgin yes and a very powerful and confident mexican man yeah i was 18 he was 28 he had enough experience especially with women to know what to do what not to do i felt safe to protect, to provide, and to procreate. Yeah, as my husband, I knew he could do all of those things. And I was very smart and confident and fun. And I was all the things that every man wanted. I had a lot of men who were interested in me. I was only 18, but I had a lot of guys my age and older who were very interested in me. And I said, no, this is the guy. This is the real deal. And I deserve to be with someone who's going to take care of me. Now, this is this is a situation that I've had in the last week. And this, um, how do you put this? Like, hold on, my brain switched to Spanish. <laughs> in a, a homeless shelter, it's actually a halfway house. There was a woman living here who was verbally violent. She was actually screaming and swearing and threatening the other residents because I don't know, something happened and apparently someone was hurting someone they were hitting someone well actually it was her and she was then insulting the staff and she was threatening the other residents and she was on her phone and she was screaming and she was walking around and she was you know looking at people but then not really speaking to them and she was screaming and i was like okay you know what i think maybe the people that work here need to know what's going on well the lady in the office well, I didn't see it firsthand, so there's nothing I can do about it. And I said, are you kidding me? Are you serious? But you can hear it. Well, but I didn't see it. I said, okay. So what are my options? What kind of recourse do we have here as the resident? She said, well, you can call the cops. No, I can't. What am I going to tell the cops? That there's a psycho over here who is threatening, but not really directly intimidating. No, she's intimidating, but not directly threatening. Okay, so what's the... And there's a, what kind of crime is that? Is it in fact a crime? But if there's no witnesses, yes, there were 14 other witnesses, but are they going to actually want to go on the record? Because if they do, and then the other people that work here don't appreciate that the cops came over, then they're going to be passive aggressive. Okay, so what do I do? <laughs> and I thought, you know what? Is this woman, is she indifferent? Is she impotent? 
is she incompetent? I don't know. Or is she just ignorant? Does she not know how to do her job or is she not able to do her job? Okay. So you know what? I said that I'm going to have to take this into my own hands, but obviously not exacerbate an already volatile situation by doing something that's aggressive, even passive aggressive. So I thought, okay, what can I do? You know what? I got it. Okay. There were a bunch of ladies a couple days ago who were interested in actually dealing with the staff that was impotent and incompetent and indifferent and ignorant, right? They're we were talking about getting a group together, maybe a study group. Oh, yeah, well, the religious, spiritual, you know, forget the religious. Let's just make it spiritual so we can go good and positive with each other. So I went out there when this lady screaming and swearing, she even came to me and she threatened me personally. And the lady in the office saw that. She actually saw that. And she came after me because I was making the situation worse. So I said, okay. We got ladies over here. And so I was very calm and very peaceful. And I said, hey, ladies, I just wanted to let you know that we've been talking to other people. And, and yeah, we would be interested in having a group. What kind of themes, what kind of topics would you like to talk about? And I said, really? I wasn't thinking maybe about communication. And just the fact that I was peaceful and I was calm and I was very respectful and interested, personally interested in them. They said, yeah, let's do it. And I said, okay, great. So I went to another group, real close to who she was, how she was, where she was, okay. But I asked them again, I said, what would you like to talk about? Because I really do think we've got some good, positive people here. I did not look at her. I did not speak to her directly. I spoke to everyone else working on getting the positive energy. Well, the other ladies were looking at me, who is she talking to? What is she talking about? I said, actually, ladies, I was going to ask you too. What kind of positive things would you like to talk about in a group? maybe a spiritual group, but not a religious one. I said, they're very serious about not making it some kind of fanatical weird thing that we're doing here in the courtyard. And they said, well, you know what? Actually, I think it would be nice if we had this and that. Well, by the end of the 20 minutes that I was literally going from person to person, group to group, she left. She left the situation and the, the setting and she locked herself in her room. And I was like, great. Okay, because obviously... The staff here does not know how to manage crazies, okay? And they don't know how to um, manage, I can't even think of the word, when you mediate, there you go, conflict. They don't know how to mediate conflict and they don't know what to do when someone has actually violated policy and procedure of the establishment. So I got to take it into my own hands. Okay, well, you know what? That really doesn't inspire a lot of confidence, but I knew that the positive energy that I was creating and propelling was going to be good for all of the other residents who are not psychotic like this woman. Well, I found out the next day, I said, okay, so I need to actually formally um, report, right? Fill out a report of what happened. I said, did the lady who works here even fill out a report for her higher ups because I don't know if she's impotent or she's incompetent or she's ignorant or she's indifferent. She didn't really want to do anything about it. Did she at least put it on paper as a record? What, what happened? No, no one ever told us anything. And I went, what? You don't even know. This was, this was a verbal assault on me and threatening my life and my personal safety. Not only did she not do it, she didn't even report it to the people who could do something. Okay, so dealing with the girl alone and then having to deal with the staff who said, well, it's not really our job. We don't know anything about it. Okay, so they're ignorant. Are they indifferent? When I told them what was going on, well, that didn't happen on our shift. So we don't, we don't really know anything. 
can you go ahead and, and report it to the higher up? So I reported it to the higher up and I'm like, you know, what? I feel very unsafe because not only are you ignorant, but you're indifferent and you're impotent and you're incompetent. You don't know how to do your job correctly. I am not protected. I am not provided for, right? With you guys, as people, we need to have that good energy. Men, especially with women, and then women with women, we know exactly what we're doing. And more importantly, we know exactly what we're not doing. If you are not contributing to the solution, you are propelling the problem, period. And there is no neutral energy. When there is someone out there who is being hatefully, maliciously destructive, are you making the situation better or are you making it worse? Even doing nothing, inactivity, inertia is making a problem worse. Guys, as women, we need to know that we can feel safe and protected with you, that we feel loved, interested. You guys are interested in us. When you really do have not only the interest, but you have the skill and the knowledge and the power to take action, that makes us feel protected and provided for, safe. Then we want to procreate. Yeah, we do. And it's okay to have a husband who is your owner, who is your head, because we know that we can say to you, yeah, we trust you to do your job and to do it well. You know, we have a job description, Proverbs 31. We have 16 verses of all of the things that we need to do, but more importantly, how we need to be. We need to be positive and we need to be constructive in our thoughts. We need to be proactive in our behavior, but we need to be well-behaved. We need to know how to do things in our daily life in a constructive way. You know what? People ask me, they say, how in the world does your husband still treat you like his, like his girlfriend, like he's your boyfriend after 28 years? And I say, because I still act like his girlfriend. Men are very simple creatures. Yeah, I flirt with him a lot and I do things with him. He said, hey, it's our anniversary. What do you want to do for our anniversary? And I'm like, I want to be in a hotel with you <laughs> for three days. And he said, okay. How many men would say, yeah, I want to be in a hotel room with my wife for three days? And this is another example when we were actually um, in Phoenix because he works delivering food in Seattle. He said, you know what? I kind of want to turn on the application and see if this company that I work for lets me work in another city. Let's say I just go out of town for a few days and let's see if I could earn some money. And I said, okay, yeah, I'm kind of curious about that myself too now. And uh, I said, sure, turn it on. So he went, okay. Well, I didn't think it was, and bing, we got it. And I said, oh my God, that's so cool. I said, do you want to deliver? Do you want to do that? And he said, yeah, let's, let's take a few, a few rides because I love delivering with him. I love working with him. I said, okay. So we go, so now what's, let's see, job right there. And it's this company. He's like, why are they telling me to go this way? And I said, do you know a better way? And he said, sure. And so I said, got this, got that. And I was like, my God, I'm getting so turned on. I love, I love not only the, the skill, but the knowledge and the interest and the power. I felt safe with him and I felt attracted to him because it was positive energy and what we were doing together when we come together was synergy we're exponentially better with each other yeah so we took a couple more and I was like 
I really, I really want to keep going because I want the money. I do. And he said, no, you know what? I just wanted to see. And he turned off the, the application. He turned off the phone and I was like, okay, okay. Because when he made that decision, it wasn't what I wanted. No, it wasn't what I, the decision that I would have made if he wasn't there. But the fact is when he made a decision, I respect him and I trust him. That's what's important. Guys, do you want a woman like me? who not only is ferociously loyal, because I always tell guys, you know what? There's no way I'm ever going to have a cheap and sleazy experience with you that will violate his trust and that will literally make me lose the man of my dreams just because you're horny. How many guys do you think? And I even ask them this. I say, in a day, because I'm going from one end of the city to another, I've got a whole lot of job to do with a whole lot of different couples. Um, companies and a whole lot of different people. How many times a day do you think men say they're interested in you? Yeah, and they try to flirt with me, and I look at them and I'm like, you know what? <laughs> You're cute, but there's no way I would ever be with you because all you want is something cheap and easy and sleazy. Would you ever marry me? Number one. And number two, would you wait for me until we were married to sleep with me? And they're like, really? And I said, yeah. The fact that I was a virgin when I got married. They said, really? I said, yeah, because he's an amazing man. I deserve the best of the best. If you're not going to be the best of the best, you can go ahead and go away. But yeah, the only way that you're going to get a woman who really does love you and respect you is by being the best of the best. You need to skip skill, knowledge, interest and power are you the kind of man that a good woman would be willing to work for and to work with and to behave herself do you want the best of the best well and i even asked another man i said would you be willing to go through 99 women who you know what you'd rather sleep on the roof than be with her to get to a woman like me they see me call my husband on the phone or they see me text him. And when I'm on the phone with him, I do, I get pretty horny. Just, just talking to him the other day, we were calling each other a couple of times and he's like, so um, why did we call each other? I said, I don't know. I just wanted to hear your voice. And he said, yeah, me too. And he said, okay, um, <clears throat> I haven't had coffee. So I have absolutely no idea what I'm actually talking to you about. And I said, that's okay. Drink your coffee and we'll call each other again later in the day. Yeah, that's it's nice to be able to say, I want to be with you for three days and I like to work with you and I want to call you just to hear your voice. Not many people have that because they don't want to do the work. Relationships are not um, a right, they're a privilege, okay? And relationships are about responsibility that's about re accountability. The, the recourse, right, that you have as a couple, you need to have that as an individual before you even get into a relationship. So I always ask people, are you willing to give twice as much as you take? Are you relationship material? They're not a right. They're a privilege. And are you qualified to do all of the work? Do you even know? You know what, guys, I actually am thinking about getting a class, just putting a class together for men who really do want to be relationship material, qualified 
to be in a relationship, you have to have all four of those things, skill, knowledge, interest, and power. Yeah, you know what? There is no neutral energy. If you are not making a relationship better, you're making it worse. So when we're talking, actually, let me go ahead. And um, <clears throat> one of the jokes that I love to tell people, just because it illustrates so beautifully the things that I've been talking about, the Spanish teacher was explaining that in Spanish, things are feminine or masculine. And you have to put an article in front of the word, L or la, right? If it's L and it's a masculine, it usually ends in O. If it's la, it's feminine, it usually ends in A. And one of the men goes, you know, I have a question, teacher, can I ask you something? It was an adult class. And she said, sure. And he said, computer, right? Is it el computador or la computadora? And she said, do you think it's more like a man or more like a woman? She was kind of saying it as a joke. And he goes, you know what? Never mind. I withdraw the question. She goes, no, you know what? Actually, let's make a game out of it. Let's just have some fun with this. Men over there and women over here. Um, tell me if you think this, this wonderful machine here is a guy or a gal. And they said, okay. And so the guys, and they got a pen and paper and they're like laughing. And she goes, what are you doing? What are you writing? And they said, no, we're writing down reasons. We've got a list of why this thing has tits. And she goes, you have a, how many, how many things on your list? Stop, stop, stop. They said, no, we have four. Do you want, do you want to hear them? And she goes, yeah, you know what? Go ahead and tell me what well, four things you think are feminine qualities. And I said, okay, number one, only their creator understands their logic. Number two, they speak a language that only they interpret. <laughs> Number three, they store every mistake you ever make in long-term memory for future retrieval. And uh, number four, uh, you never stop buying their accessories. And the teacher's like, oh my gosh, okay, <laughs> ladies, I'm drowning here. Those are actually really good reasons. To, do, do you have something? And they said, yeah, no, this thing's a guy. We'll tell you why. We got four reasons, too. And we don't even need to write them down. She said, okay, what are your four reasons? Number one, they won't do anything for you if they're not turned on. Number two, you can give them all the information in the world. They still can't think for themselves. Number three, they claim to be able to answer any question, solve any problem. But you know what? In real life, when push comes to shove, they're usually the problem. And most importantly, number four, you know, if you had just waited six months, you could have had a better one. <laughs> okay, here's, here's the deal, people. Yeah, those are things that we hate about each other. But the fact is, we still love each other and we still need each other. Do you know what you bring to a relationship? Do you know what you contribute to a relationship? What do you genuinely want in a relationship? And most importantly, what are you willing to give? You, for every one thing you want, you need to give at least two. Now, one of the things that I really like, <clears throat> uh, actually, it was well into our relationship that I thought, you know, it really bothers me. Instead of just complaining about it, I'm going to try and contribute to a solution. Okay, in a positive and proactive way is the, I'm sorry. People say they're sorry and they're not really sorry, are they? And then I stopped and I thought about it and I thought, but you know what? I feel like my husband really is sorry. 
but at the same time, he's not really sorry. What is, what is that about? And I thought, you know what it is? A lot of guys say they're sorry just because they're sorry that they upset their woman. Yeah, they genuinely are sorry that the person that they love is upset, but they're not really sorry about what they did or what they said or what they were. And so I say, okay, you know what? Like my father who said, don't ever lie. Okay, don't lie to people. I'm going to have my husband be honest with me, but still loving. I said to him, you know what? If you ever do something that you're not really sorry for, don't say you're sorry. But you can still say you're sorry for my, my bad feelings, whatever that caused in me. You can say, I'm sorry once removed. That's sort of your get out of jail free card. He goes, once removed? What is that? And I said, I'm sorry that I'm not sorry, which is, I really do love you. So the truth is I'm not sorry for what I said or what I did or what I was, but I'm sorry that what I said or did or was caused you pain. Okay, that's the honesty. To me, that's the skill and that's the power to say, I really am interested in you enough to respect your feelings, to care about your feelings. Yeah, but I think, Think that what I did was right and I think that what I said and what I was was right and if I was given the chance to do it again yeah I would but I understand and I respect that it hurt you and I'm very sorry that it hurt you. and he goes yeah that's okay and I said but here's the rule you only get to do it once a day <laughs> because it's gonna make me crazy if you if you constantly try to get out of the accountability right he said no no it's true because most of the time even if I don't agree with you I can see your perspective. I said, exactly. And so when the lady at Starbucks was like, wow, I've told this story many, many times, but this is something that I want people to understand. She was sitting there watching us and she said, can I ask you two a question? She kind of came over. It was a, the other side of the, and I said, sure. What's up? And she said, are you two having an affair? And, and I looked at my husband and I was like, let me get this one. I said, yeah, actually we are. How did you know? And she said, well, first of all, I see your wedding rings. They don't match. So I know that both of you are married. You're just not married to each other. But that was kind of a dead giveaway. She said, but I got to tell you, I'm here a lot at this particular shop, coffee shop. And um, I, I see the way you two are together. And you two are so hot for each other. You make me horny just watching you. She goes, there's no way you could be married to each other and still be that attracted to each other in such a raw way. And I said, wow, kind of, it's kind of sad that you think that, but no, the truth is we've been married for 25 years. We just had our 25th anniversary. She said, what? Are you serious to each other? You've been married 25 years to each other. And I said, yeah, we just like each other a lot. And she said, how in the hell do you do that? I said, well, you talk a lot and you get to that. Don't go to bed in a provoked state. You need to not be angry. Even if you disagree, you still need to not be angry. I said, and it's really hard for me to adhere to the Proverbs 21, nine principle of it's better to sleep on the corner of a roof alone than with a woman looking for a fight. Wow. Even God thinks it's better than, you know, living with a witch to be alone and uncomfortable I said so I, I have to work a lot on that and, and he treats me really well she was like 
don't think I've ever heard of that. I don't think, yeah, there are a lot of people who've been married for a really long time. They're miserable or they're just completely and totally distant from each other. I said, yeah, that's how my mom and her husband are. They really don't spend a lot of time together. And when they're communicating, it's with electronics or technology. They, they don't really want to be together. And I said, you do have to work at it. You have to work together and you have to work on liking each other because you know what? In 28 years, you change a lot. You both change a lot. You grow. And yeah, that's, that's tough work. You have to stay together. Guys, are you willing to do that kind of work? to listen and to pay attention and then to say I have the skill and the knowledge and the interest and the power you can't be um, indifferent and you can't be ignorant and you can't be impotent and you can't be incompetent you have to do all of those things as a man that a woman genuinely needs from you yeah when you get someone good is it worth it? Is it worth the effort to do and to be all of those things? Absolutely. And one of the most important things that I tell men, and they don't necessarily believe me because this is not what women say in public. In public, they say things like, I don't need a man. And men are the problem. Like in that joke, they say it seriously, make a joke about it. I was a wife before I was a mother. And my kids knew that because we are the synergy. We create something more powerful when we come together than what we are when we're alone. When I would say to my kids, like I said to my husband, I would need to take care of myself in order to be a good wife. And then I would say to them, you know what? Mommy and daddy need to take care of each other because when we take care of each other, we exponentially improve individually. We are going to be better for you when we are better for each other. My kids sometimes would even say, you know what? You guys need to get out of our face. You guys need to get better because we don't want to be around you when you're in this kind of mood, when you're in this kind of energy. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun taking care of each other because then we knew that when we were with our kids, we were going to be better parents. You are a wife before you are a mother. And that's another reason why I've told people my husband is Mexican. How come he's not jealous of me? Yeah, my best friends in life, just because women make me crazy, have been men. And I've been out of town on work. And I've actually had to stay because I had a problem with a hotel once. I had to stay with a man that I was doing business with. And I called my husband immediately and I said, baby, I don't know where I'm going to go. Um, I don't have any place in this town. Would you be okay with me staying with this person yeah he said absolutely because I trust you what am I going to do sleep with this man no my husband is my owner and he knows that if I have a male friend that you know what I'm having a hard time I got to verbally vomit on my friend over in England he said sure the guy's in the NFJ I know there's no way you're going to be attracted to him and we established in the beginning you ever cheat on me I'm going to leave you okay great I just wanted to let you know that I'm talking to this other person or I have to stay with this other person because that trust a woman trusts a man and obeys a man if he had said no I would have said okay you know what then I'm gonna sleep on the street if my husband's not okay with me doing this but you know what a man who has skill and knowledge and interest and power it's okay. He's going to make a good decision. And that's why he can be the head of the house. And when the kids see that, and they're very excited about, yeah, my mom and dad, they're cool people alone. And they're even better when they're with each other. 
that gives them the foundation for a good, stable life. Of course, my daughter <laughs> loved to tell this story when she was sitting at the table with me and some people from my congregation who ran the congregation, they were literally the leaders and their wives. One of them said to my daughter when she was very young, she said, you know what, Anya, I am so impressed with the wonderful young lady you're turning out to be. She said, well, thank you very much. My brothers have raised me very well. And a couple of people at the table were like, your brothers? Well, did, did your parents help you? Help them help you? Did you, what, what? And I looked at my husband and I was looking at the baby and I'm like, what's she going to say? I'm so scared of what she's going to say. And she put the fork down and she said, yes. Technically, they were there most of the time. But if they didn't spend so much time in their bedroom talking, then my brothers wouldn't have to do their job for them. And she <laughs> The entire table busted out laughing. Apparently, my sons had a code that mom and dad were talking and they laughed because they just basically said mom and dad are going at it again. Yeah, we did. We were actually doing that before we went to the, the lunch with our because when a man and a woman are satisfied with each other, they're good people. How many couples, even after all that time, still put themselves and their partner as the first priority. My kids were actually okay with it. She was just irritated because she wanted to talk to us that day. We were like, <laughs> a couple times we were talking, but that's not the point. The point is, men, do you want a woman who absolutely loves you and adores you and obeys you and respects you and trusts you? You need to be a man who can skip. If you want more information, if you want the, the class, I'm putting a class together, Synergy Relationship Coaching at gmail.com. Thank you for watching Synergy Relationship Coaching in the Power of Synergy on BBS Radio. I'm your host, Gabrielle Cardona.